What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Tim Donnelly Show presents Movie Night featuring Big Nate with a special appearance by for today, uh, JT and Drez from 105.3 The Bear. Uh, we're talking about The Dirt, which is uh, the story of Motley Crue. And it just so happens to be that in the studio next to us, we have some some rock and roll experts. It'd be the equivalent of doing a medical podcast and having doctors nearby. <laughs> so we felt like we had to ask them. I don't know if there are medical podcasts, but we felt like we had to ask them. Or a movie about, uh, I don't know, Grey's Anatomy or something. We'd have to bring the doctors There's probably in. a Grey's Anatomy podcast. Um, yeah, so we would bring the doctors in. So for the dirt, we're bringing in the rock experts. We have Drez. We have JT. Obviously, our guy, Big Nate, who's always on the show, is also on 105.3 The Bear. So guys, what's rocking? Yo. Yo, all right, all right. Hey there. Hello, Cleveland. That's the perfect <laughs> open for, for a couple of rock DJs. That's how we warm up before we go on the air. Right? Hey, oh, hey. Oh, hey. Are you ready to rock? Hey, hey, oh, hey. All right. Okay. I always kind of wondered that. Like, do you ever see me just like headbanging through the, the window? Does it distract you at all while you're doing your show? It motivates me. Yeah, I was gonna say, it gets me amped. Gets, all right, about? cool, cool, cool. I've done it before and like made direct eye contact with Tim, and he'll just stare you down. <laughs> he'll just stare I, you I, down. I get very competitive with uh, staring contests, even if you guys don't know I'm in it. Uh, <laughs> you guys are over there just like talking rock music, and I'm winning staring contests. <laughs> I, I've had to shut the blinds before because I just can't handle Tim. Oh, relax. And his facial expressions. And the stare down. It's intimidating. We're trying to rock out over there, and you're and staring us down. Making us self It doesn't make a good environment well, for uh, rock. Honestly, honestly, after watching The Dirt, your guys rocking out, little tame. No, I, say. Yeah, little I would tame. say so. We can't Head, live up to that. Headbanging in a studio, I don't even know if that qualifies as rocking out after watching this movie. Well, before we delve into it, so has anybody actually read The Dirt, the actual book that this is based off of? I, I have not. I, I did. I have not. I did some... Some post watching research uh-huh. to where I read like reviews some ec- of the book. Yeah, oh, so some- you didn't read any excerpts no, or no, anything? No, no, no. no. Okay. I, I read some things that said like in the book they said this actually happened or you know this, so this scene there, did happen, this scene didn't happen. There is another book that deals with the the same time, the heroin diaries. Yeah. I read that, but I never dug into the dirt, and that's I've put that on my reading. Yeah, I think list. I, I mean that was that was like all Nikki Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you know, if you did watch the movie, um obviously that that became we, a big part of it. Before we go much further, we don't protect you from spoilers when you're listening oh, in. Okay. So watch the movie, go to Netflix Watch it, then come back, pick it up right here. Uh, we're not going to spoil. We're not going to protect you from spoilers. If we want to talk about uh, the big surprise ending, when uh, <laughs> all Nick- I was going to say is kind of interesting because like I don't. Yeah. What was I? What where, are there any spoilers? Like I didn't. I don't. Well, it, there would have well, been for if, me. Like if you, you didn't guys know the whole you, story. I was going to say I didn't. Sure. I okay. didn't. I knew like Motley Crue was one of the legendary Go Wild bands, but I didn't know that Vince Neil killed the guy. I didn't know that uh, Nikki Six. Killed himself. I didn't. I didn't know. I'll, I'll See, yeah, to us, that's that's general knowledge. Exactly. So so <laughs> right. So if you're not a, a huge rock star, that's why we brought you guys in yeah. because um, I get to play the the noob that doesn't know everything, and you guys get to tell me, uh, well, this is what actually happened, or, or it actually was way crazier than this. Or, well, I will or say, I will say, along. one of the things that I didn't really know about was about um, Vince Neil's daughter and all yeah. that 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 side of the stuff. I was, Again, I guess we could say sto- yeah. spoilers, so I you know, I got to be vague that um No, you can, I mean you can that, yeah, right that, that you know that she had that cancer and passed away and everything. And obviously that would be a big part of why he was absent in those years. And they kind of framed it to make it mean like he was just being a dick and get out of here, but obviously he's dealing with a lot there, you know. Yeah. So Dude, it, yeah. it kind of makes sense that he would and, and he killed the guy. Well, yeah. 
I'm glad you brought that up though because one thing that is a little bit skewed in the movie is sort of the timeline of things which is to be expected you know they're cramming it all in so I I mean when it comes to actually like the timeline of what happened when and where uh, I think that is the one thing that I would say the movie kind of got a little bit wrong but everything else seemed pretty pretty genuine to the story and the craziness that I've heard from the dirt and and just actually hearing interviews of them telling these tales. All right, before before we get too far into this, because the, the timeline or whatever might end up being your big problem, we have these categories that we run through on the Tim Donnelly Show Presents Movie Night podcast, um, and, and we set the tone with what we call the five S's to cinema success. Um, these we kind of arbitrarily throw out grades on, um, like A, B, C, D, F, um, but at the same time, like, I don't think we've ever done anything with the grades. So it's really arbitrary. They never get averaged. <laughs> They'd like, yeah, it's not like a passing movie. At one point, movie. Tim gave someone a star. Not really <laughs> I, sure I, what I that did, means. I did think someone <laughs> incomplete. Um, so when we look at uh, star, story, second fiddle, surprise, and scenery. We'll start with star, uh, which is, I, I'm curious what you guys thought. Who was the star of this movie? Because it kind of was a true ensemble to the point where, like, each got to narrate their own little section. So who did you yeah. guys think stole the film? I thought, um, I think they kind of work one in the same where Machine Gun Kelly was the biggest name, mm. I guess. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Neither so, do I. Uh, the, the Nikki Six guys of Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. So I thought um, he was br- like brilliant. Like it was scary how similar um, he, he was to, to Tommy Lee. So <laughs> I, I don't know if you'd have to pick. You know, it's kind of like picking who's the star of the band, who's the front man. I mean, Vince Neil's the lead singer, but they're all kind of, you know, varying degrees of their characters. What do you guys think? I, I, I kind of second that. I wrote down MGK as the star, too. Yeah. Just because, I mean, A, because he was, to me, like I said, I didn't even know that other guy was in Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, I did the other some four, research on The other book. four, I had no idea who they were. Yeah. Um, but, but also, not only that, to me, he was known prior to seeing the film, but also, yeah. like, I mean, like you said, he just crushed it as Tommy Lee. Like, the yeah. mannerisms, like, everything was just, I was like, damn, was that great. is like a young Tommy Lee. And going into it, as a, a drummer myself, I think I told Big Nate or Drez or both of y'all, that I, I was looking for some authenticity. Um, you probably see this in football movies. And remember the Titans, just like, they just, recover a fumble and run the wrong way. I'm not expecting, like, I know how <laughs> a little bit how filmmaking works, and they're not actually playing, and I'm cool with that. But, like, make an effort. And I thought, really, they made an effort. And um, it, those listening may not know, all four members of Motley Crue were, were co-producers, um, mm-hmm. and I think that helped that aspect. So the authenticity... Um, I thought was there. So Machine Gun Kelly was the star. I thought all of them were really good and and funny. It th- was a fun. It was a funny movie. I thought I thought Nikki Six was was the star, but I have MGK as as the the second fiddle. So I'll talk on that. His I, his exuberance plays like yeah, his, his I, youthful. He's bounce. the only Tommy Lee. Like yeah. I, and, other than and again, Tommy Lee. The, to be completely honest, the Tommy Lee that I knew is on a boat with Pamela Anderson. Like I wasn't, hey, no. I wasn't listening <laughs> to, to Motley Crue. So, um, so like to me, it was just kind of he was magnetic. Like when when yeah. MGK was on the screen, I was, wa- I was I was watching MGK, and when he was running around like I don't know judo kicking old ladies in the hotel, in, in the hotel, hotel. Hall, hallway with a speedo was, on yeah. was my favorite moment. Was hilarious. That was and, so good. And, and chucking the bottle at the painting. Yeah, and I'm not Jack sure Davis. many actors could pull that off. No, but he he, he definitely did. Partly I, because he partially has lived that life. Like he's yeah. he's a musician. I think when he's on tour, he might not be Motley Crue, but he's. 
some level so of it wasn't Motley a s- stretch to get him into <laughs> He's that. like, I know how this goes yeah. when you're in a hotel on the road and you're coked up you're I out should of your the mind. whiskey bottle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I uh, I ended up with two stars and I I ended up with two second fiddles. Uh, well, that's <laughs> cheating. <laughs> I know. Oh, no, it was definitely <laughs> cheating, but <laughs> Nikki Six and Tommy Lee, Douglas Booth and MGK kind of really stole the show and it really morphed their story, which is kind of how it played out in reality as well because Nikki Six was kind of a dictator at times and they don't really deal with it very much in the movie, but other things I've read, like Nikki was not very nice to the rest of the band except for Tommy. They were kind of more like brothers than... Well, you could you could tell throughout the movie that members. Nikki, and, and again, I don't have knowledge of Motley Crue, but but throughout the movie, Nikki was making the decisions. Mm-hmm. Like Vince, right. the, well, he, the, the one that stands out is when uh, the manager got the tattoo of the album. And then ch- and Nikki and, and, changed, and Vin, changed the name. And Vince even said, like, oh, Six changed it last night. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, hey, we got together and talked about it. He just said, like, oh, Nikki... Nikki changed it last night, which is kind of what everyone after, was. After the fact, I went through and I was trying to find pictures of Doc McGee's tattoo. I wanted to see none. that too. Like, I wanted to see if, the, the is entertainment that, or is that one true? Tattoo. Yeah. Um, I, I also appreciated that they just wrote out one of the managers and were like, "Yeah, it sucks." That, that was hilarious. It sucks that he's not in it, but uh, whatever. <laughs> we like the story better. <laughs> and they just zoomed out. It makes it easier. And Nikki Six wrote most of the music and lyrics. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he was kind of even either. though he he was not the lead singer, he was kind of the natural leader and also and then founder I and guess. they showed yeah that he was basically yeah. you know he was the the yeah, the yeah the backbone of the band he's the one that said all right tommy yeah let's i'll let i'll bring in this yeah. kid and that's probably why they were so because then the other ones they were just you know guns for hire essentially yeah, yeah. yeah. mcmars and, the, and no matter McMars said he responded to a uh an ad in the paper yeah. aggressive yep. loud guitarist <laughs> rude <laughs> yeah and no matter how many years you get in the rear view of your beginnings or how big you get, that still stands about how the group was formed. And, and yes, and Nikki Six was definitely definitely the leader mm-hmm. and, of the group. All right, let, let's jump to story here, the next S. Um, it, it's always a little bit more difficult with the, based on a true story, but what do you guys think of the story? I wouldn't believe it if it, if wasn't, it wasn't Motley Crue. <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah, go ahead. I, I thought, and this could just be because the more you, I guess, the you think about things, I th- I still thought it felt a little censored. Yeah, there are definitely things that were left out, particularly the whole uh, Pamela Anderson, Tommy well, Lee thing. After, that was going on afterward during I, the timeline of this movie. Afterward, I did read that um, that she refused to let herself be a character. She wouldn't sign off, mm-hmm. which is, I think, why they showed him slapping the girl in the, uh, in the, the bus just to say, like, oh, by the way, this guy occasionally hits women. Um, but, but the story, it seemed... Like it seems censored. I don't know why. Like the outside of like the weird Ozzy Osbourne scene. Well, I guess, I guess this kind of goes into my not necessarily a big problem, but the nature and all the material they had to cover. You guys know that they they shoot fat and then edit down. Mm-hmm. So it was probably a three and a half hour movie at the beginning, and I just don't wonder if it could have benefited from being like a series or a limited series. Just because, I mean, the how long was the book? You read the book, was it like? I didn't le- read the book. Oh, you didn't? No, no. Uh, like they I'm, just, I'm guessing they, it was like a legit novel sized book. Oh yeah, which, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. a full it's blown, a which book. is significantly like longer than a script. Yeah, yeah. there was no way they were going to be able to put everything in there, and and that was one of my big problems too. Was like you could tell it's just sort of like bam, bam, bam. These are the highlights. You know, this yeah. is the big stuff. When or make surely it, there's probably more little stuff that they could have thrown in there that. Yeah, or make it like a a. 
double parter where like you know, I don't know. Well, there's there's actually um, VH1 used to do this growing up. They're really old now. Behind the music? They, no, they used to do. They had like a uh, a Beach Boys, a J- Michael Jackson, and I think they might they have done Temptations for, too. They, they also did one for uh, Def Leppard. Maybe, but they're like they're like nine hours yeah. long, and randomly you'll stumble upon one in like hour two on VH1 ten years ago. But it's not behind the music. It, it's not. No, it's it's it, like a complete recreation. Like they oh. they. Um, I do remember those. The guy that, in real time. It's like a, it's practically, but they <laughs> go through like still exist. Every album, I, I don't know. It's a reality show channel, like the rest of them. Oh, no. Yeah, VH1. It's it's like uh, that's yeah. where uh, like Brett Michaels' Rock of Love yeah. gets played. Um, <laughs> we already talked about Second Fiddle pretty much, but I would guess it's if you guys had MGK as the star, then Nikki Six would have been the Second Fiddle. Or did you guys have something I, else? I had uh, I had the Iwan round. Like I said, I don't know these guys, Mick but Mars. the guy that played Mick Mars, like he was my Second Fiddle because oh. he was my favorite. Was so I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like it, and but prior to this movie, like I always. Like Mick Mars, I was like, man, what a he just looks so weird. He looks like a skeleton. He's like he's yeah. quiet and it was always just whatever. But this movie this made me like him more. I mean, I knew dress. he had the disease, but they like, didn't bring it up really outside of that opening scene where he's like, I'm I'm withering away or whatever, and they're they're in the doctor's office. He mentions it one other time when they're just waiting for Vince and he's like, I feel my bones crumbling every minute. Like he, how is that not a bigger part of his everyday life? He's that, like, all- his bones are deteriorating. Well, they probably didn't want to hit it too much in the movie just because it's so depressing. He's also the only one... Well, they talked about Vince Neil's daughter dying yeah, and Razzle well, died. Uh, there was a, a lot there. But he's also <laughs> the only one in the band who doesn't really end up with, outside of alcohol, a major substance abuse issue. Yeah, I, I... You know, I like thought you was- only ever see him drinking outside of that one time where they're showing all the pills for his illness. Yeah, I, I also... I, this is my, just my belief about famous people. I think you stay the maturity... That you were when you become famous, mm-hmm. and um, since he yeah, was like already kind of mature. So, and older, so Tommy yeah. Lee became famous at like twenty. Tommy <laughs> Lee is very obviously falling in puppy love every two seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince Neil and Nikki Six were in their twenties when they're probably going absolutely yeah. haywire with drugs, alcohol, and you know their party years. And and Mick was a little bit older, so he His was personality was kind of formed at that point. Yeah, exactly. And and I don't know when he lays down to like chill or fall asleep and he crosses his arms like a vampire every single time i was like that's hilarious yeah, he, i feel like he had the best like one-liners yeah he was like i'll, I'll, I'll do it in, drummer, I'll in, drummer. <laughs> it was yeah. pretty great yeah so he was my second fiddle i, I thought he did pretty good did, did anything surprise you guys okay and it could be like were you surprised that mgk was as good as he was because i know a lot of people were worried about him kind of jumping in as a, a rap rap guy going into the the rock and roll world or uh, was there any part of the story that surprised you? I guess you already mentioned. Yeah, I that, mentioned that the, was my surprise. The, the Vince Neil's daughter Vince thing. Neil daughter. We saw the. I don't know. Were we sure we were going to see Ozzy snorting ants by a pool? <laughs> I kind of. I mean, I. I had. I knew that's that a story. Tale. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I, once that, that scene came up, I was like, back. "All right, well, I know what's about to happen, and it's yeah. going to be quite ridiculous." I, that I, whole that whole scene was pretty jarring because I didn't know the story. Yeah, and oh, I'm I'm not sure I knew so about vile. the micturating and then the uh, you know drinking it up, but that also happened. Yeah. Peeing. Well, oh, with, with that I, I one, that neither side can confirm that it actually happened because they were all. Like, they both said, Motley Crue and Ozzy, uh, after the movie, have both said they don't know for sure and that uh, Nikki Six was so high on uh, heroin when he was being interviewed for the writing of the book that he you may have, have just to made trust those, those around you when you're in that state. <laughs> those heroin scenes were hard to watch. 
where he was injecting it into his neck or when he was injecting it in between his toes. Like that to me, like I knew it was was coming because as soon as he said he was addicted to heroin, that's usually how it goes. But I was still like watching it going like, oh, goodness. I don't know if that's a surprise, but I didn't want to watch it. I think the whole nature of that is sad. So to actually see it, yeah, I think you're right. It brings a picture to what you kind of already know happens with that. You guys probably knew the legendary story of him like being declared dead in 87, Mm -hmm. but I didn't. And I didn't know if these guys were still alive or not. I, like once I knew we were watching the movie, I kind of intentionally didn't read all the reviews and intentionally didn't read all the this is true, this is not. So I didn't know if Nikki Six survived. Like he could have, in my mind, he could have been dead in '87 because I don't like. It's not like I remember mm-hmm. a uh, Motley Crue '99 album like or anything like that. <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody remembers it. But <laughs> those it methods of mayhem era, baby. Yeah. So I. Uh, so I was like, oh, geez, like this guy just died. And then the, the, the guy said, the ambulance is like, oh, hell no, not on my watch. <laughs> this is Nikki Six. <laughs> like I was like, oh, that's it. And then two shots of adrenaline yeah. straight to the Boom. chest. After two other sets of adrenaline, it was like, oh, goodness, this guy is tanked. And, uh, and he came back. So that was a little bit of a surprise. Most of it was a surprise for me because like I knew like Home Sweet Home, but I didn't know. The, what, right. like, I didn't know. What's Home Sweet Home about him coming out of jail? I mean, it's because probably- in the movie they made it like how like their first recording session after Vince Neil comes back is "Home Sweet Home." Tommy which- Lee wrote that one. Uh, oh. I, I don't know the full story behind it, but Tommy Lee wrote "Home Sweet Home," and it's got something to do with Heather Locklear. Okay, and never mind on then. The road. I just thought that would be like the most like "Home Sweet Home" is so much like so wholesome. It's like, oh no, this is about. Vince Neil coming back from killing a guy and having to spend 19 days in jail. I don't think there's anything. In that world, that That's would wholesome. be considered wholesome. <laughs> well, the song, like, I don't know. Yeah, 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 um, Scenery, I mean, this one, it's it's Netflix LA, so it's... Good. Sunset Whiskey trip. a go-go. The yeah. 80s. Yeah. yeah, I did like, I mean, you know, the Excellent. gremlin parked out front. I was like, yeah, this is, this is good. <laughs> yeah. Definitely accomplished that, what they were going for there. Yeah, yeah and I, I was looking forward to that as well, just, you know, seeing 80s uh, what, Los Angeles and that the scene. Concert sequences. Particularly, like they were good, yeah. More modern, it was. Yeah, they did a really good job with that. And I loved uh, at the end credits where they did the side by sides. Yeah. That was really great. On the left, you Those could see great. the actual footage, and on on the right was from the movie. And they, it was you know, so a, a lot of it was, I guess, uh, shot for shot that was mm-hmm. publicly available anyway. Yeah, I, I, I sets agree. and old posters and stuff. I agree with all of that. Uh, you guys brought up the concerts. That first concert, like. Oh, they got sure, into the bra. I'm sure that's a. Le- that I'm awesome. sure that's a legend. I don't know if that could be, but when he comes like tomahawking the the guitar, oh, like yeah. like it's a baseball yeah. bat. I mean, that could have been the end of Motley Crue. Like you hit a dude in the wrong spot and you just murdered a guy on stage. Yeah. No, I didn't know what was going to happen there, but when they just were like went back up and they were like, all right, all right, and then the crowd was like, yeah, yeah this I'm is just the like, crew, baby. Okay, man, here we go. And, <laughs> I think it was during it was during um, Tommy Lee's narration, right? And he was just yeah. like, "Are we really going to get into a fight at our first concert?" Hell yeah, we are. We're going to fight our first. And he goes, "Tom, like, like just, just flying squirrel shows. off the stage." Yeah. It's like, all right, these guys really do not give a you know what. Yeah. And they had the classic movie trope of the band just get, getting it together, and the symbols band falls over. That always <laughs> happens. That's the true sign that a band is just beginning. I love a it. mic stand tumbles over or something. That's a that's a drummer. I, I just I don't even think I would have remembered that if you didn't say it right now. But as, Classic. As a drummer, he's like, yeah. yeah. Classic. 
Um, big problem. I'm interested to see what you guys, because you seem pretty high on the movie, pretty high on the story. Did you have a big problem, something that stuck out to you as like, oh, we need to fix this, or this should have been fixed, someone should have caught this? Well, I liked the I liked the style, the voiceover of the band, and the breaking the fourth wall mm-hmm. where they would address the audience. Um, I didn't have a problem with that. I think some people do in certain movies um, where it takes you out of it, but I didn't have uh, a big deal. I thought it was it was kind of fun and, and jokesy. Obviously, I, there were some heavy parts, but. Um, I think the only reason it's cool. it's cool. I think it worked. Normally, I'm someone that you just described that doesn't like all the fourth wall breaking. Yeah. But I think it's kind of cool because these four guys were involved with the making of the movie and were involved with the writing of the story. Right. So it's like like if they weren't and they had them talking to the screen, I'd be like, oh, this is someone else making up words for these guys. Yeah. But because they signed off on it, I'm like, all right, that could have come from whoever was talking. And it's like they, they did the same thing in, in Wayne's World. And it's just like <laughs> we're not talking about high art here. It's it's a great movie. Uh, everything was was good ama- about it. But I don't – it wasn't like this, you know, untouchable art thing where it took you out of it or anything. Big Nate, you have a problem? My problem is not even necessarily <laughs> that big of a problem. They were really sloppy with the timeline, but I don't think it takes anything away from the story. Like, for instance, that moment where they're before they're going back to uh, get vents, they go pick up Mick Myers from the hospital after an alleged hip replacement. They got back with Vince in the early to mid-90s. Mick Myers didn't have a hip replacement until 2004. Doesn't really affect the story, but if you've got Mick Mars, four Mick- members of the band... As co-producers, you maybe just want to ask somebody. Well, Mick Mars wonder, needed a storyline. I wonder if that mirrored their what was going on. It's like, well, hell, maybe he, maybe I thought he did get it in 1995. That's true. Timeline is hazy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's. Have you ever been in a situation, and it happens with me all the time, uh, because I moved around a bunch growing up, where like our family is trying to remember something, and everyone remembers like one different detail. It's like, oh, we, yeah. we were living here at the time. It was dark out. It was and, raining. And, uh, we, we, no, we just visited grandma. And then, like, you put it all together and you realize, you know, then someone, like. Now, add grandma on heroin to that <laughs> and things get really hazy. Yeah, I'm saying. And then if you, if you had, if you were in a different hotel every weekend, if you were loaded every night, I mean, the, the, uh, the MGK sequence, A Day in the Life. I like that part. Which. I wrote that down. Yeah. I mean, just shows how bonkers their life was. I love how they ended it. Like, you expect him to be with handcuffed to the bed by some chick, and then it turns out at the end of the night it's Doc McGee. Doc, yeah. Punching you in the face, and then... Good night, Tommy. Like, that... I mean, that... It just shows that there's no way they could remember anything. Like, and 90% of their book has to be just like like you trying to put together a drunk night with your buddies in college. Like, eh, did we go to this bar? I don't know, but uh, the book, put it in the book. I'm hoping the book comes with a disclaimer, inspired by true events. Well, a- after, I, after I was reading the, the reviews, apparently there was a point where they basically admitted to a rape in the book where Nikki Six was, was having sexual intercourse and then without telling the lady – he left the room and Tommy Lee came oh, in. Oh, yeah, they did the, the switcheroo or and, whatever. And now they have come out and said, like, I don't think that happened. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Which, but at the same time, like, they were probably only, like, 20% positive it happened when they, because they're so yeah. loaded. Like, there's no way they could know. So I don't I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean. So the I've, timeline could be, like, what you were saying. They could have been going, no, he definitely got his hip replaced 
when Vince was in, in jail. And then they're like, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I read a couple of reviews uh, after the fact and, you know, it was kind of telling, it was telling, I'm sure they took some creative license with some things, but this is what actually happened. And it was 30 years ago. And I, I hear articles. It's like, oh, well, they're misogynists. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, of course what? they were. Have you seen the video yeah. for girls, girls, girls? I mean, it's not a, it's not a, no one is watching this acknowledging and like signing off on this behavior. <laughs> and fact, so I think it's kind of crazy to say, oh, well, you know, yeah, Tommy Lee, I'm sure he's struck a woman. And is he a good guy? Probably not. But we we know that he struck a woman. Yeah, he pled guilty to, to striking a woman. Um, can I go into to my big problem? My big problem, and you guys will probably disagree with me based on what what Jamie just said, uh, is that at the end I didn't hate these guys. Like they all, outside of Mick, maybe did horrendous things throughout this entire movie. And at the end, I was still kind of like, oh, good, they played until 2015, which to <laughs> me is a, a, like a huge problem. They were yeah. Like and they weren't even good to each other. Tommy Lee was getting ready to introduce his fiance to his parents, and Nikki Six was in bed with her. Like that's a like coming from someone that's been part of teams. Like that is the ultimate. Like do whatever. Like I get the Vince Vince whatever doing his thing with their record execs lady, which I guess he found about years later. But it's it's like within the band you're a jerk. Um, Vince Nil killed killed the guy. He did kill the guy. Um, that was hard to watch. Tommy Lee yeah. has a history. See the headlights. Has a oh. history of being just the worst guy in the so world bad. towards women. And at the end, I was still going like, "Good for them. They <laughs> they, they made it. Together. They made it all the way to 2015." Well, it's through the lens and filter of of them. As I mentioned, they're mm-hmm. all co-producers, so I I don't know that they would sign off to uh, something. So, but so wouldn't exactly. you be able to draw? I mean. Can't you draw your own conclusions? I guess. I mean, but imagine, I see what you're saying. Imagine how bad it was in real life if this was the version they tell. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> like they, there's every again except for Mick Mars who kind of came across unscathed through all the like he was as debaucherous as the rest of them, but he wasn't. You know, I mean, even his little speech about like I respect the female kind. I'm I, mm-hmm. like you, you don't don't you think that all these ladies go to every band that comes <laughs> through town. Like outside of that, even he seemed to like like he still he had a moral compass. He was still part of Motley Crue, and he just wasn't a living monster. Yeah, so it could be done. It just it just wasn't done Their by thing. the other three. Like, and 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 obviously Vince would be the most obvious example because throughout most of the movie, you're just feeling awful for him. And and then you know they're smick, slipping him smack when he thinks it's just a bump and he's trying oh. to stay sober anyway, mm. and it's just like oh you feel bad for this guy until you realize he was a monster as well. And at every venue they went to, he was cheating on his wife. And then we still feel bad when he comes home and his wife has their stuff in boxes. I'm well, going no duh. Like we're feeling bad for the wrong person here. It's like oh my gosh, how tough must that be to come off the road and have his his wife leaving him? When in actuality, it's like no, that guy got everything that he deserved um, when his wife left him. So I don't know. That's my big problem. Well, I think we're kind of grappling with this as a society on the heels of the finding Neverland with Michael Jackson. Like there are a lot of conflicted fans about, can I still listen to Michael Jackson? Can I still listen to Motley Crue? Uh, do I, can I properly 
Every time you separate, listen, you donate a quarter. Mm, that's maybe not a bad idea. But can I separate <laughs> the artist from the person, the art from the person? Ironically, that's not mine. That's from Pete Davidson's stand-up, who's in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, but like, if you, if you don't listen to R. Kelly and you don't listen to Michael Jackson, you can't listen to Motley Crue. Fair. Which is... Coming out of this movie, like you don't have that same pit in your stomach that you have after watching. So does that mean you just can't listen to like any music from like the eighties and seventies? Because I mean, let's be honest. I mean, just because oh, it's once they make a movie about it. Because everybody was. I mean, this is a rock band. That's what makes it that hit stardom. They all were debaucherous like this back then. And and you're looking not just Motley. You're looking through the lens of of now society now and it's like i said that's what society is grappling with even if you're not right now even if you're not getting mad at them about the legal code they broke all kinds of bro codes oh yeah yeah but as long as but hey they're still in the band together they they've gotten through it i guess you know they're the ones that that you know whether whether or not they broke the bro code or not it's if you forgive them or if they go on too far and i guess they didn't go too far because they stayed together which makes me wonder like so where that, the hell is too where's far? Where's the line? What's the line? I was going to say, so that argument, like... Do you have to kill another member like, of the Like, band? that's a dangerous slope to go down. Yeah, no doubt. Because now you just start thinking everything that happened in the 80s and 90s we're, like, cool with, and there's, like, a lot of stuff that we shouldn't be cool with. True. Like, if yeah. we, like I said, if we let Motley Crue slide, do we let MJ slide? It's tough. Uh, you know, but I don't know... I don't know that... Uh, <laughs> it's a dang... Like, Tommy is. Lee was beating women. Like, yeah. straight up. But we we knew that before the movie. So again, like you're saying, we were saying with well, the heroin. I, I didn't. Yeah, but you had an idea of their <laughs> bad behavior. Yes, I mean, I knew that. I extent. knew that they were an '80s rock band. But like, it, it's one like Ozzy. Ozzy in this movie, like I know he has his problems elsewhere. But in this movie, right, like snorting ants and licking pee and, yeah. and getting absolutely loaded. Like that's a that's a victimless crime. I don't like I don't I don't hold any. Like, I felt I, victimized. By like the I don't scene. kill I don't kill Nikki Six for being a heroin addict. Like that's just like that's him making terrible decisions with his own life. But when you're you're cheating on your boy, like that makes me not like you. If I found out that like you know one of my good friends who you know was a teammate and everything was was cheating with one of my other boys' girl, I'd be like, all right, yeah, you're no longer one of the squad. Sure, Out. I think. You know, I think the yeah, the rules are different. Yeah, with I just think it's a different band. time. And yeah. that also everyone knew or, or had to have known pretty quickly on that this is this is the arena that we live in. Everyone, you know, everyone's sleeping with each other's girlfriends, and that's what it is. It's just what we do. <laughs> I, I guess. Maybe. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm obviously fighting a lone fight here, but I'm cool with them like throwing furniture out of the windows, lighting stuff on fire. I'm cool with all that kind of like there I'm cool a- with them being rock stars, and I'm cool with them fighting. I'm cool with them <sighs> using a tomahawk as a or a guitar as a tomahawk. Like I'm cool with all that. But that there, guy there kind of like, had it coming. There were like five. I was okay with that. Long. There were like five things in this movie that are pretty reprehensible, and and I they didn't in the movie, and I fell for it. They didn't come across as reprehensible. They came across as like. Oh, boys will be boys. All right. And, and looking back, it's like, ooh, I don't know if boys were just being boys there. Some very bad people. But I think that's how it played out. And that, that that's is how, how they out. were treated. And you're left to extrapolate that on your own and say, ooh, yeah, actually. Okay. So your argument is this was factually accurate. Well, I mean, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't that the, the goal? 
So I'm saying that that would be a good argument here, and then you know you'd have to. Uh, eh, 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 all right, I'm okay with that. Saying that's actually how it went down, and they were actually treated that jovially, and that that, that many people were actually covering for their actions. So really, it's society's fault. So well, I'm just saying. So then we created the monster. It would be up to us now. Well, we yeah, to, we were okay with it. I mean, not us, but <laughs> I, I didn't sign on for that. I'm, I'm, I'm because that's otherwise a, that's a decent argument. Like it came across as fun, and boys will be boys because at the time everyone treated it as fun, and boys will be boys. Yeah, yeah. and then but they see to me it would have been whitewashed if they didn't show Tommy Lee striking a woman, but they I mean they did show that, and so. But they did You're... have her stab him first. Yeah. And and for some reason, she was just being the rudest person on the planet to his mother. Well, yeah, but the but, which is one hundred groupie, which is one hundred percent the way Tommy Lee would tell that story. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So oh, she was it's insulting my mom over and over, kept calling him the c word over and over again, and then she stabbed me, so I hit her. It's but like, then it's your responsibility to go. Hold on, man. What you just glossed over is a major crime or, or whatever. And yeah. so I think I think that's your job as a viewer is to go, okay, well, society uh, up till now, up to this book, is just like, yeah, rock stars. Yeah, they acted crazy. Yeah, they were coked up all the time. But then it's your responsibility to go, wait a second, hold on. That may not have been the most, uh, the best thing to do. Does, here's my question for you guys. Does this affect... How you th- like does watching this movie, or I guess you guys already knew it. Like, does it affect your listening habits for Motley Crue moving forward? No, not at no. all. No, I, separate. I don't think so. Are you separating the art from the artist, or did is it still just like? It's because well, to us, we, I mean, yeah, like you know, we kind of already knew that. That's yeah. That's that and was the story. I, let I, me be clear. I'm not, I'm, trying, I'm not saying like, do you guys condone? I, I didn't start <laughs> out being a Motley Crue fan, so. To, to be completely clear, so I, I didn't, you know, steady as she goes in that I'm continuing to not really uh, listen to them much. Yeah, yeah that's true. Crew. I'm actually not a huge crew so, fan either. The whole 80s glam metal stuff was yeah. never a huge uh So it's not like mine. I'm a huge Motley Crue fan going into this having to make really hard decisions about can I continue to listen to their music. I'm going to continue not listening to their music, and it probably <laughs> has less to do with how they behaved as there's people still, and just that I'm not a fan of their music. There's I mean, still probably four or five songs that I, again, it, I didn't know they were Motley Crue, but I heard them in the soundtrack. Like when they come on in the car, like I'm still going to wail on home sweet home. If I keep like, listening, maybe they'll find a cure for Meg Mars's disease. That's how I justify it. Is he still alive now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all still, they're alive, all still which alive. Which is actually, if so, I had a surprise, that would have been it. So yeah, <laughs> that's actually pretty good. So Mick Mars is like, is he like crazy brittle now? Yeah. Because he was diagnosed like in the 70s. He walks with a cane. Yeah, he doesn't I'm pretty sure that's that's one of the main reasons why they they did like hang it up for good for good, like done, done. He looks like a skeleton. He really does. He acts kind of walks like a skeleton because of his ailment. Okay, so. It's sad. So that disease, like I know it's miserable, but pretty livable. He's been. He's had it for like 40, 50 yeah. years. Where's the Grey's Anatomy podcast? Yeah. Let's bring them over. Let's, let's get the doctors. The, uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely don't know a lot about it, but... Um, just I, th- like, no I thought at lock. the beginning of the movie when like he found out and then he wasn't telling them about it when he was like auditioning and stuff, I thought he was on like a 10-year I mean, like clock. He, he had to I thought a, he was being the well, most... He, pro- he might have thought he was. I thought he was I like mean, the yeah. most metal guy on the planet. It was just like, if I got 10 years, I'm going to go to a garage band and try to blow this bad boy up. 
and uh, and then it did, and I was like, holy cow. I mean, also, how do you feel? This is off the uh, like kind of off the path here. How do you feel for uh, Long Hair Blondie, the original guitarist? <laughs> no, he, he he wasn't, the hippie's he not going to make hippie, it. You wasn't gonna he said, "Boy Scout's not going to make it." Yeah. He was never going to make it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he was just. I mean, I, I don't know that. how big of a part <laughs> he was. I guess if they wrote him in, he must have been in there for a little bit. But I mean, it seemed like he just never even made the. He was, n- his, never made the cut. He was a reference to their original lead singer, who also wouldn't like sign on for uh, him to be used. So they put this fake guitarist in. But uh, when Mars really did say, "Hippie's not going to make it," when his high pitched voice comes out after like the other guys don't back him up, he's like. Tommy and, t- and and Tommy just looks at him and like shrugs, nah, bro. He drops his drumstick. He's like, oh, I oh let me pick the. And, and then he's like, oh, you guys, you guys. I'm like, oh, this guy's got no shot. Yeah. That guy sucked. I, I had no I, problem. With I was hoping he out. turned out to be like the guitarist for like a, a, a giant band. Dave Mustaine. No. <laughs> yeah. no, he works uh, in concrete now. <laughs> Does he? Do you know that? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, the oh, person oh, that, that, that he's really based, based okay. on is, runs a. Ironically, he works in metal. <laughs> who's, so who's the who was the fill-in for Vince Neil? John Karabi, who had no lines With and the, apparently I, no vocal ability, oh, but I they loved, long hair. They nailed the way he looked. I loved <laughs> the um, you know when they're going out there and they're peering out from the curtains and there's like nobody there and and they're all there's like two the, guys holding a sign ben, that says "Bring Back Vince." Three original members are just like, oh my god, this is awful, and he's just like, yeah, guys, let's go. All right, that was pretty funny. <laughs> so amped and and and. Also, that whole thing led to Nikki getting the rights to their music back, which is super like 2017, where they're fighting for publishing and fighting for the masters and everything. That's yeah. such a like a like that's obviously how they're all still loaded. Yeah, because they when Vince wasn't there, they instead of paying them the money, they gave them their masters back, and no one understood what that was. Because that has anyone seen Hot Tub Time Machine? No. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like that song is gigantic in Hot Tub Time Machine, and uh, they got paid for that. And then it's in all these commercials, and they get paid for that. Nikki yeah. Six is kind of like uh, Gene Simmons 2.0. Like if Gene Simmons found drugs, got really hooked on them, he would have been Nikki Six. Like he's super business savvy, but he's also kind of a lousy person. I also maintain that sure. there's usually one genius in every super successful band. You have to. I would guess it's Nikki Six. You have to. You have to have that leader who's willing to, to starting out, put in the work. Yeah. This is so much work. And, you know, especially you're talking about rock guys, you know, most of them are just <laughs> you, what you see is what you get. And yeah, I don't think that Tommy doesn't Lee lend itself to waking up early to, to, to work on melodies. Yeah, no, he's waking up at 5 p.m. Doesn't lend itself <laughs> to like that. Financial, financial and success and fame and everything. So there's usually, yeah, that one guy who is the engine to get them even, going. Even musically. There's usually yeah. one one person yeah. that like and he's the same for both that crafts the the sound that is your your sound and then other guys can write songs but it's like the the foundation was laid by one dude and I'm guessing that was six which I guess you guys can answer this is it rare that that guy yes. would be a bassist yes okay very yep. um, I was gonna say the same thing like maybe Motorhead Eve six and Kiss <laughs> but other than that like there's not a lot of bass well McCartney. Mm-hmm. Was it, but but I mean the, the Beatles might be one of the rare that that wasn't one you know, genius that Wings was, maybe but mm-hmm. that was a couple that was three in Ringo <laughs> I, I mean I don't I don't know enough musically but they all wrote hits so whatever so speaking of you've mentioned Kiss now twice and I think we've talked about this uh, Motley Crue what was their last tour their final hoorah final quote unquote 
Was it last year? Are you saying they're going to come back? 2015. Yeah, 2015. Yeah, 2015. Oh, speaking do, of Kiss, I get where you're going. Do with we it. think they're going to? Do we think they're going to come back? Molly Crew, no. When the residuals, well, they dry supposedly up? actually signed like the contract that they will never ever tour again. They they're, just got a giant Netflix. Cash. Obligated not to. They got the Netflix cash. Mick Mars. Yeah, they own their masters. I think they made such a big deal about it that they wouldn't do it. They're not okay. a Kiss that's on their fourth Vince one Neal's or whatever. Vince Neil's actually uh, going on tour. With uh, a couple of country artists to do this uh, tribute to Motley Crue, and his voice has never sounded worse. He, uh, yeah, he sh- he's he the one who would up. be like, guys, guys. But well, also, let's his, do this again. His yeah. voice, those super high registers, don't age well. No, no, Mm-mm. and neither did he, frankly. But, no. Well, you see why. At well, least you sure. see why yeah, in yeah. the movie. No, he. They're all definitely oh. lucky to still be alive. Also, Absolutely. How, how many times can one, jail. can one movie open a bathroom door to see Vince Neil with a woman? <laughs> it was like, every, I know. Yeah. It's like, does, does anyone else use any bathrooms around here? It was just, <laughs> where's Vince? Does anybody knock? <laughs> where's Vince? Everyone, check the bathroom. Yeah. Where's Vince? It's usually and, where he's at. Where's Vince? Wait a second. Is someone missing a girlfriend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know where they are. Give me one second. Um, let's Frankenstein the movie. I, I don't know if you guys did this. It's something we do where you, you kind of take pieces from each movie, uh, a bunch of other different movies and, and piece it together. And that's how you describe this movie. Um, you know, it, this is Superman with, uh, a female lead, Captain Marvel, that All kind right. of stuff. Um, should I go first? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I take you, I take the, uh, shot for shot musical remakes of Bohemian Rhapsody. Shout out to, to JT who brought that up earlier. Yep. Crazy Parties of Project X. Uh, the Hair from the 80s. Uh, <laughs> sexual Excess from The Wolf of Wall Street. The Drugs from Scarface. You get the dirt. That's I a like good it. one. Can I add in That Thing You Do? <laughs> <laughs> I just like that movie. <laughs> just, just wanted to mention it. <laughs> what, what piece of it? Just the whole thing? Just the, Yeah, the rise of a famous man. All Come right. on. <laughs> No, it's the simple. It's the symbol falling. <laughs> the symbol fall from. That's funny. That's, that's all a, he needs. That's such an inside. It, like, got, it got a perfect like, score like, because of the symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a trope. That uh, is I'm necessary. done. Don't need to watch the rest of the movie. I got a uh, controls dark side of rock, spinal tap, just Ooh, spinal like tap in its entirety. The fourth wall breaking of Deadpool and the killer tunes from Wayne's World. Excellent. The killer wow. tunes from Wayne's World. <laughs> Love it. Uh, did you end up getting one? Yeah, I mean, well, I've never done the Frankenstein thing, so mine's not quite elaborate. But to me, it was sort of like uh, the jackass version of The Runaways. So it's telling the story, <laughs> you know. And, of course, you got Jeff Tremaine, the director. So yeah. Who is he? Uh, from yeah, jackass. jackass guy. Yeah, yeah. So that's why, I mean, I feel like it is a – I think that was a really good fit director-wise, though. Like, I thought he – you know, because there is a lot of just kind of guy debauchery in there. That you need he someone obviously that can keep a straight face behind the camera as um, just pure nonsense. And more, just more, you know, female nudity rather than guy nudity, which was fine by me. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that was my kind of Frankenstein. Oh, no, I, I like it. That's a, uh, that's a good one. Um, done differently. Is there anything that you guys think you could improve? Not necessarily a big problem that need fixed, but, uh, but something that you think could improve this? I, I wasn't sure, like, because to me, you know, we already touched on it, that they sort of almost went with kind of no-name actors, mm. which I don't know if that helped the film or hurt the film, because, 
I mean, I think they did an all-around kind of decent job, but it seemed like... Did, and I don't know if it was the writing, because some of the lines just seemed so cheesy. I don't know if it was the bad <laughs> acting delivery or just terrible writing. Did it? But I wonder if like more if, if there were more names and slash, you know, just kind of better, more polished actors, I thought that, that might improve it a little bit. Did you... Did you the other two, the other two of you think the acting was good, bad. Other, did, did, I didn't did, notice any like horrible acting. Did they look like the guys? The hair on Tommy and Nikki wasn't big enough. Okay, i but, but sometimes I think they go with those like the uh, the no namer guys because they they like bear a striking resemblance. I think they looked enough like them. I yeah. guess Douglas Booth looked a lot like Nikki. Okay. Machine Gun Kelly, not so much the only on Tommy one. Lee, but he did so good. In the he was the tall vibe. and skinny. Yeah, he was know, tall and skinny. Vibe. Like That's what I, he had. I thought as the years went on, he looked more and more <laughs> like Machine Gun Kelly and less like Tommy Lee. Like at the very beginning, and especially like with the, the hotel scene and him throwing a bottle at the picture and the, scaring the old folks, that it was... I couldn't... I could almost not even recognize... Machine Gun Kelly, and then later, as they got older, I was like, okay, I, I kind of recognize them now. Something that I noticed that was really funny to me is uh, Nick uh, Machine Gun Kelly uh-huh. fairly tatted up, Tommy Lee fairly tatted up, so they had to put makeup okay. over Machine Gun Tel- Kelly's tattoos to put Tommy, Tommy Lee's, Lee's tattoos mm-hmm. on them. When they were that was when they were walking out at the end, and they showed the back, I was like, how much did this? costume group just want to say you know what tommy lee wears a shirt for this performance (laughs) (laughs) it was ridiculous it would have fixed everything but but no neither of them ever wear wear shirts um but so anyway uh, going back to what you were saying i think and that's why i was asking if it looked like them i think it may have taken me out if like uh nikki six was played by someone that i recognized from something else the 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 biopics are so tough Mm-hmm. Because you you have to believe it's a real, and person. I think that's why they tend to go towards the known, yeah. the lesser known actors. For I that think sort it worked better, yeah, this time. I'm trying and like think, I said, Machine Gun Kelly was really, really close. I'm trying to, to think Lee. of like an actor that like it would be weird if like Mick Mars was like Miles Teller or something. <laughs> I, I'd be going like that's that, that's, that's Miles right. Teller, and I'm like, not yeah. and I'm not saying and like I understand that that's you know probably why it was casted that way, but I'm wondering because I just feel like I mean I guess the acting was okay. It's but, also real Netflixy. That's well. I've never. I don't think I've ever watched oh, okay. a Netflix film. So Netflix brings the camp occasionally. Well, there you go. Yeah, that that might be what you're what you're reading into there. It's also like the f- first focus is probably like let's find an actor that looks like the people, and they're probably the numbers. They're just much less likely to be a household name. Um, for my done differently, and I actually kind of I'm glad that it seems like most of you will agree with this. I wrote down more Mick Mars. Yeah, I, I thought there was a lot of the other three. And that's oh, exactly what yeah. I wrote down. Um, well, I, just, I just thought that guy had a certain like, just the way he delivered pizzazz. Where, but I'm also wondering if it was like a little goes a long way. Maybe you know, if there was more of it, then maybe we wouldn't have liked the liked character as much. much. Yeah. Also, his his story to me was a little bit more fascinating. The other guys are very predictable, right? Yeah. Get famous, debauchery, the come down. The bounce back. Well, only that. All, most of their problems were self-induced, whereas his is mix was more yeah. more Pure interesting. Chance. But I wonder, you know, like I was talking about with the hazy timeline. I wonder if they that was a deliberate choice because I mean, isn't Mick Mars the least known without member a, of Molly without crew? a doubt, the least covered? However you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was their thought process: is 
let's kind of mirror. We can't find any news clippings of Mick Mars <laughs> killing somebody. Right. Yeah, what do exactly. we do? It's a, yeah. And, and also I just, I think when I think of rock and roll, I think lead guitar a lot of times, which probably upsets you as a drummer, but no, uh, not at all. But no, uh, I agree. And, and like his introduction scene was so like awesome where he was just like, just went bonkers. I'm not going to sit here and do the wee, 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 but he, he went nuts and looked at him and was like, oh, this guy's not going to last. Like, that's such a thug a- intro to a to a band that yeah. you don't know is going to be, like, crazy, unbelievable. He was like, just this is where I'm setting up my shop. And, uh, oh, and then what was the thing that he saved? Oh, Motley Crue. He saved the yeah, name. Yeah, because it wasn't oh, going yeah. With Christmas. <laughs> it was like Christmas, but Xmas. then we'll have... Upside down crosses and pentagrams. We can really piss people off. <laughs> the and, shock value. And then, like, just him knowing, like, I've been saving it for the right combination mm-hmm. of dudes, and this is it. Motley Crue. And then even the change to where, you know, they're like, well, that's spelled too normally. Let's throw, let's, let's throw accents. It, yeah. Like, that was just a, a – like, everything he did to me was, like – Compelling, the, like the coolest thing in the scene was was Mick Mars. Every single time he was in the scene. Well, I think he was the grown up of the four, and I don't. That's kind of boring. Yeah, he's I just not believe, even that much older than like the rest I would have. I would have yeah. loved to have seen this movie, the whole thing, through Mick Mars's eyes. Because then you get yeah. to you get to see Vince Neil, you get to see Tommy Lee, but everything's being told through this guy that was there for it all, and still was. Coherent enough to well, not even coherent enough, but still was kind of him. Like I'm not going to say he didn't. I'm sure he had nights that he does not remember. Well, yeah, anything. they always show him with a bottle but, of uh, Stoli vodka in his hand. Yeah, he probably self-medicating. Has, he's probably the source of <laughs> all this material because he was actually probably. the most coherent. You guys remember this? No. They're well, it happened. Go ask That's Mick. Put it in the book. Yeah. Trust me, it happened. Um, did you guys have any ideas for a sequel? How do you? How I mean, do you do a sequel? I thought we started on the boat with I, I would Pam love, and Tommy Lee. I would love to see a spinoff of the Ozzy. That character. movie's already been made. I think <laughs> JD. I, much I more viewers. Think likely what you'll see on the heels of this and um, Rhapsody is poison. Ozzy. Oh, biopic. God. There probably uh, there is there is going to be a flood of them. You know they got yeah. the Elton John one coming out. Rocket like there's man. just yeah, get yeah. ready for a bunch of rock bios. Basically, I, th- yeah. I thought. Um, and this is just because I know a couple stories about him that I think are wild. I think Keith Moon from the Who, the Who would be like he's got some wild and out there stories. Blowing up that bass drum. Led yeah. Zeppelin probably be a great. It's, it's just a matter of getting these people to open up, and they have no re- like Zeppelin has no reason to because they're they have more money than they know what to do with. Yeah. Um, probably The Who as well. There's a, like I said, there's another book, The Heroin Diaries, which is Nikki Six's Diaries. I think that would be a very compelling movie because it deals with the time frame where Vince Neil, after he kills Razzle, it deals with what Nikki Six was doing, and it's it's just awful. So that would be, but it would be a really compelling watch. That would be the movie behind his lens versus what you were talking yeah, about with, with Mars. Mars. Mm-hmm. They should each. I, I do think that the rock and roll world is freaking unbelievable. Maybe. And I would love to see more into it. Maybe like the Fire Festival, maybe Hulu makes that one. Yes. The heroin diet. <laughs> there we they go. T- yeah, it's like when uh, White House Down and Olympus has fallen. Yeah, Dante's Peak and Volcano. <laughs> Armageddon and the other one. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah. I was about to make impact. that reference, but I couldn't. Oh, Deep Impact. Yeah. I, was, I couldn't remember the name <laughs> of the other one. And Armageddon won that. Uh, all right, it's time to, to rate. We rate it out of a thousand. Why? Uh, 
because we don't want to have any ties. Oh, okay. And and just so you guys know, like seven hundred is a rookie score. Well, that's why I said sixty nine hundred, bro. <laughs> that would that would be really high considering we're out of a thousand. Yeah, six hundred ninety. Then yeah, how about seven hundred? What do you mean rookie? Like that's a really low score. No, no, no. I'm so saying basically like, like seven like out of round, round oh. numbers. Like there's a reason we go to a thousand. It's so. Gotcha. It, but but since we're averaging it four ways, this one's gonna be really difficult because normally we just average it two ways and it's all round numbers anyway. But it's ultimately so, totally meaningless anyway, right? Uh, it goes up on the board. Oh, excuse me. We do have a board. We have a system. Cool. Um, it's dry erase, so it's not permanent. It's dry erase, and uh, Mowgli was up there, and it's kind of gotten, re- kind of gotten. I, I'm mowed down. Pissed that Outlaw King's still uh, so high. Bandersnatch. Well, that's your fault. That was um, my fault. Yeah. So let me see. Kind of letting me okay, calibrate the, the, what the, y'all do. The way I describe it is. The best movie you have ever seen in your entire life leading up to this movie. Is a thousand, right? We have it as a 900. Oh. Because we want there to be room for something Something to to knock our socks off. So if this was better than anything you have ever seen in your entire life, it can be above 900. But if it wasn't, 900 is definitely not above 900. So so that's kind of how we've set this up because we do want to potentially have the best movie that we've ever seen in our life uh, not have happened as of yet. I have a very strong, distinct feeling that I'm giving it the highest score out of anyone in the room. Well, I have a very distinct feeling that I'm giving it the lowest score of anyone in the room. But also, I, I'm the least. Tim's interested. making a moral judgment on the film. I'm, I, I also, <laughs> That's right. but From I'm a also, standpoint, people I'm should also see this. Least interested in this topic. Like, I would firmly believe if there was like a pretty solid, like football biopic. That I would give it a higher score than you. Think. Would you watch the John Daly movie? I would. I'd watch it. There's a, a million sports. The golfer. I'd, yeah, the golfer. Oh man, I, I absolutely. Was, I think it was called Happy Gilmore. I'd also love to watch a Tiger Woods. Yeah, because there is a dichotomy going on there. Mm. It's true. There is a light and a dark. So anyway, uh, um, Perkins, well, new new guys go. <laughs> Perkins. Like, a a, like, what a if, like, what if there was a day, a, they did the whole day in the life like they did with Tommy Lee, with Tiger when he was at his peak, <laughs> oh, where he's like, wake up at six o'clock in the morning, it's a lot of hit, bathrooms. hit 4,000 golf balls, uh, go to Perkins, make myself, or eat, eat a nice waffle, and, and then the rest of the, the, the night is uh, basically wow. the same as Tommy Lee. Yeah. Um let, Caddy handcuffs him. Let's, to the... let's let our guests, <laughs> our, let's our, Stevie with the uh, yeah. with the, the tiger club head. Yeah, cover. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let the new guys go first, uh, gentlemen. You have the honors. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't joking. Six hundred ninety. Like to me, oh. <laughs> I, I rate it with. Uh, you know, I usually do IMDb nice. rating, so I only do out of ten. So to me, it was like a seven. So. I threw the 69 in there for, you know, content-wise. But, I mean, That's yeah. That's appropriate like, for Motley Crue. That it yeah, would go from. <laughs> I mean, I... Uh, it earns that. Yeah. I, I like the subject matter because, you know, obviously I'm a rock guy and stuff, so I give it maybe a little bit more love than it deserves for actual film quality. But I think Jeff did a good job directing it. I Like, perfect example, I did really like, you know, the the sequence of the light, mm-hmm. a night in the... Or the day in the life of Tommy yeah. and stuff like that. Day in the life and night of the life are synonymous. Yeah, same thing. Because he yeah. doesn't have a day. He doesn't he have a day. He sleeps through it, but... <laughs> But I think it was fairly well done, uh, fairly true to the story and book, obviously with the guys having a hand in it, so I thought that was good. Like I said, there was maybe a little bit more room for, like in my opinion, maybe better acting, better script writing a little bit, but for the most part, I think it was pretty good for what it was. So I think Motley Crue would rather have a 690 than a than, 7. Than a seven. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, uh, looking out for JT, what you got? Pretty close to that. I say 664. I should have shown 
Six 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 six. Yeah, what are you I'm doing? changing it. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Hold up. So you know, new, this is the first the time, new, but we'll allow it. Six six six. The pentagram. There you go. The new yeah, guys are just going for the straight joke numbers. <laughs> well, no, I didn't even think about <laughs> but it. But that is about that. right. That is. Yeah. The, yeah. That two points. I'll allow it. Yeah, I thought it. You know. So it's, you came down a bit. You went up a bit. Sorry. Again, it's not. It's not a super dramatic high art. I thought it was what it was. I knew kind of the gestalt of how it was going to go down before I, I watched it. And I thought it was fun. You know, I thought it was uh, entertaining and it, it moved. I never thought there was any kind of uh, low, although how could it so much cocaine? Yeah. It was exactly <laughs> what I expected. Yeah, you know, it, it was wasn't exactly. And it, it, and it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't greater than yeah. I thought it was just it was right on what it should be. I think if they, I think if they split it into two, they obviously could have, you know, spent more time on each thing. I, I thought, you know, like Nathan said, the, the the timeline was a little hazy, but, you know, maybe that was on purpose. I, th- um, I think if it's like a miniseries, I think you guys watch it. I don't know if it's if as many people watch it. Good point. Like, good point. I don't true. know Very if it needed to be a movie. I don't know if there's as many me's that don't host a movie podcast that are like sure. sports guys that just, you know, enjoy a movie or enjoy – a good rock story where you go, oh my gosh, would like settle down for seven one-hour episodes of of the Motley Crue story. So, uh, all right, so there, what was six sixty-six, <laughs> sixty-six. <laughs> uh, are you averaging this, Big Nate? Yes, I got it. All right, what are you throwing in? Oh my god, and he's doing the math. I gave it a seven fifty. Wow, I loved it. Oh, hold on, seven fifty. That that's a rookie score, by the way. That's you're, a rookie you're, score, you're right. bro. Um, and I also, with it. if if your average came true, that'd be the it second highest C. movie we would have ever seen. So is the are the decimals over here because of the math between y'all yeah. scores? Yes, yes. Okay, so you don't choose decimals. No, no. Okay, no. cool. That's like, why this we go gets to very. <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so what was it? What you get? Seven. I give it a seven fifty. Goodness it's gracious. A C. Um, that's better than a C. Seven fifty. Seventy five percent. Nine hundred. The best grade yeah, but, ever yeah. seen. But nine hundred is essentially a one hundred. Is like you know uh, per grade. Nine hundred is an A. This weird. I was. I was. Ex- I was me. expecting rookie scores from from the two guys that are rookies. I but live, you've been here before. I stand by my score. Seven fifty. Um, Justify it. I think it was solidly an above average movie. Like I didn't regret sitting through it like I've done for Bandersnatch or Mowgli or Ballad oh. Buster Scruggs or some of these other terrible movies that we've seen. Um, so so it's solidly above average. Um, I don't think it was like like I doubt I'll ever watch it again. Uh, I doubt like when someone comes up to me and says like, eh, seen any good movies recently?" I'm gonna go the dirt. Um, so I gave it a five seventy eight, five seventy eight, which would put it. I mean, above glass. Now, have you guys done a Netflix movie before? We've yes. done several. We've okay. done do you, usually the lower scoring ones. Do you? Well, I was going to say, do you adjust for Netflixification versus widescreen? We've talked about it, but we haven't. We haven't. We haven't actually like delineated. Right. Well, but next also, podcast there needs to be some kind of conversion chart. But also, yeah, let's make it a little bit more confusing. <laughs> Why not? Also, Outlaw King was the very first one we did. It was a Netflix movie. And Nate gave it like the highest score any individual has ever given it. I, think because I gave it a 780, 800. I, I, I gave it, it was, something it was like ridiculous. an 870. It was way wow. up there. And, and now that it we've like established one. a better grading scale, Outlaw King is a huge outlier, way near the top, and it does not deserve to be there. Are you guys, you guys should do, uh, you should sprinkle in some classics. We, we've been thinking about it. Yeah. We've been thinking about it. That'd be fun. It. Uh, seeing, but then it's, I mean, you're opening a door. It, it, like, give me a classic. The Godfather. Like, 
Which part? What would you like? I've the seen whole the God, thing. I've seen the Godfather. Can we skip three. I've, I've, I love the Godfather. Well, what would you what, score the Godfather? Well, that's just what came to mind when you were talking about the nine hundred and. Like, I was just like you'd have the... to give the Godfather an unbelievably high score, sure. and if you didn't, you're just like the jerk that's trying not to like the Godfather. You should do Scarface because it's really popular, but I don't know how good of a movie it actually is. <laughs> I mean, and that would give me an opportunity for an hour to speak like a fake Tony Montana, which is <laughs> always good. Bury my face in a mound full of flour. Um, so what was the font? What would we get? 671. So Six, it puts it in seven. fifth place below. It's not dirty Creed at all. Two, Outlaw Above King. Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> Above Wreck-It Ralph 2. <laughs> But Wreck-It just Ralph about two. the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> almost it's identical in how wholesome they are. Just so everybody are. knows, it goes Christmas Chronicles 575, <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph 2, 602 and a half, and then The Dirt 671. You could not get further, uh, further different uh, movies there. Guys, appreciate you for lending your expertise to this rock and roll biopic about yeah. Motley Crue. Thanks for having us. It was fun. Loved it, yeah. uh, if there's, uh, I mean, when does the Elton John movie come out? Are you guys interested in Elton John? It comes out in, is it June, July, something like that? I think that? it's June or I don't July. know. Whatever. The next, Summertime. There's, there's going to be a whole rush of rock stuff, so we'll have you guys back on. Yeah, and if, somehow plenty. I have a feeling uh, that's not going to be as wild as this one. It, I don't know. I don't know. Be, I mean, it's it, true. It'll be more Bohemian versus Dirt. You yeah. Know, but, Actually, um, the Queen one, Bohemian. We're not getting that opening scene. Queen should have been as wild as the Dirt. Yes. But they, yeah. they whitewashed Cleaned that one up. a ton. Uh, made Freddie out to be a, a not what Freddie was. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I was going to end that. Uh, this has been the Tim Donnelly Show Presents Movie Night Podcast, The Dirt, featuring Big Nate, special appearances by Drez and JT. We'll see you next time. <laughs>